Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to another episode, another United-centric episode. We've done two in two days. Uh, but, you know, that's the situation where we're at. Uh, of course, they're not going to play for another 18 days. So this will hopefully be the last one for a while uh, that we'll be doing. Uh, we'll be doing a Champions League reaction video probably tomorrow, actually. So do stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll try to keep the United talk to a minimum. But, I mean, that's, you know, for tomorrow. Uh, but uh, Farhan here today. Uh, Farhan, welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, Are you good? Um, no, I'm not that good, as you can see. I know, I'm yeah, it's like the therapy thing. That's like the therapy box where you think of happy memories and then you put something in the background. Yeah. And makes you feel... There we go. There uh, we go. That's, that's what yeah, we do. Good. Yeah, I you know. We normally see Pahan in a different attire, but a brave, it would take a brave man to wear that. And unfortunately, Pahan, uh, it's not. I know, I don't, blame yeah. I don't blame you for not wearing that, to be honest. It's totally fine. Uh, it's good. We had a chat about that actually before we got on here. The point wasn't wearing his uh, United um, uh, T-shirt, but I am wearing my uh, late night football merch. You can see it, but there it is. So you know, because I like to make Farhan feel a little bit better with something he got me. So uh, you know, you kind of you know we, we made that. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's get into it. And we actually could calm down a little bit, cool down a little bit from yesterday. I think emotions were high, tensions were high, uh, and we had a little bit of time to digest, a little bit of time to think. And I do fear that if we go into it, our, our temperatures will rise again. Uh, but uh, but we'll see about that. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you do enjoy, if you are enjoying this channel, if you're enjoying the show, please do remember to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're new, do subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're getting close to 150 subscribers on YouTube, so definitely help us with that number uh, and also help us get. Uh, we've gone past 500 likes on Facebook. We'd now like to get to 550 there as well. So please do help us. Uh, with that, uh, I know, and comment, comment, so share in your comments about uh, what you think about what we're going to talk, because we're going to talk about a few things, some controversial, some not so controversial, we're going to talk about that, so always great to hear your opinion as well. Uh, so fine, let's start with that, uh, you know, season, and it's in the title, what went wrong for United, I mean, that's that's the big question, the gist of it all, isn't it, um, at the end of the day, because at the start of the season, uh, you know, we were thinking, well, maybe there'll be a title challenge. Maybe, you know, top four is can. There are people saying top four is guaranteed. Um, I never thought that. And I'll be honest with that. I, I thought a comfortable top four is the best that they can hope for. But I never thought that it was guaranteed. But there were people, you know, do you remiss to be not acknowledged? There were people who thought there'd be a title challenge. You know, go far in the Champions League. Maybe get a good cup run. Here we are, mid-March. And the only reason we are in mid-March is because we had to add one more week uh, for the rounds of the way. Otherwise, it would have been last week, in early March. But we're here mid-March. Uh, you know, United season is over. Um, more or less, I, I, you know, at least for me, I don't know what you think, but I think it's over. Um, and again, we're still yeah, kind of hanging on for the top four race. Now some people will be like, ah, Arsenal lost today. Yeah, we still got a chance, but no, we've not because uh, of who they lost to. But um, where did it go wrong? I mean, what happened? Uh, you know, what changed over the oh, couple of years? Or so, oh, months, maybe. Yeah, it, there's, there's, there's so many, you know, different areas you can you can pinpoint in terms of like what went wrong I think um I think for for the team specifically this season we'll try to keep it to this season I think um the biggest issue for me personally or I think with this team is that they didn't upgrade the necessary areas that were lacking so for instance um um you know midfield the CDM I think we've been crying for a CDM for the last like 10 years they said here take Matic he's He's like 30. He should be okay. So it's, it, it's just um, a testament really to um, a lot of the, you know, the back end issues of the team, which is like up top and, you know, decision-making and, 
being more profit than football driven. So, um, and it's all kind of unwinding. And the, and not to mention COVID. We played in a COVID era of, of soccer and, um, you know, that kind of gave us a bit of nostalgia that we played good football. The away record was, um, you know, hyped beyond necessary belief. And so all of those kind of things wrapped into one and and just kind of unraveling as things progress. I, you know, I, I agree with you on this sentiment that we, I thought we were going to make top four at least. Um, that would be the battle. But I never thought we'd play terrible football. I didn't think we'd concede in, as we do. You know, some of these players, um, um, yeah, just, just from the beginning of the season when we faced, I think it was Leeds United mm-hmm. until now, I would have never thought it even, you know, beyond my, you know, my doubt, I never thought we would get to where we are right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know what, we can go back to as far as you want to go, not just this season. I mean, there's things there that, I mean, I, I honestly think that um, it was a mistake to give all the a social uh, a contract extension. And the reason why I say yeah. it's a mistake is because I, if it was me, now I know how football works and now you can't let a manager go into the third year of the contract. Um, and not mm-hmm. like he was basically in his final year, so if they were going to keep him on, they had to give him a new contract. Um, but the mm-hmm. way I would have done it is I would have said January 1st, if you're still here, automatic extension, you get another three years, that's it. Uh, we're going to wait till January 1st, we're going to see how you do this season because this is the pivotal one, right? And you, you'd make a decision there. Um, but they didn't do that, they just gave him a new contract and then they had to fire him, which they didn't want to do, of course. Um, but you know, but I mean, as you pointed out, the midfield was crying out. It's interesting as well when you talk about the upgrades because central defense. Um, Varan obviously was a cheap signing and a good one as well. I wouldn't say he was, he's been good. He's been injury prone, but he's been good uh, that he's come on. The problem is who he plays with and that, you know, that doesn't solve the issue because it, it wasn't his partner who, uh, you know, his partner isn't the one who should have been dropped. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, I think uh, Jaden Sancho would have, would have upgraded the right wing, but he's now a left finger. So, you know, the, the right wing is still there. Uh, uh, and, you know, and then you've got the striker situation, Ronaldo, we'll talk about Ronaldo as well. In fact, you know, let's talk about Ronaldo as well, because, um, you know, this is one of those things that has been talked about. Is Ronaldo a problem? Has he created problems in this team? Um, and I mean, I have an opinion on that and I will talk about it, of course. But um, Farhan, what do you think? Do you think the signing of Ronaldo uh, destabilized the team? Did it destabilize the team dynamics? Uh, what, what do you make of that? Because that's a big point that people keep bringing up, that Ronaldo destabilized the team and he made the team worse and he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be bought. What do you think? Um, I think I think that 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 um, that buy was very it was premature. I, I don't know if it made the team worse. I, I felt it was very, you know, United are not at that stage where, um, you know, there was a plan and there was a rebuild, and it felt like they just took a leap forward into um, trying to 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 you know mix nostalgia with a goal scorer that could potentially you know get them to their to their where they need to be. So I, 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 I just don't think we're in that stage where we needed uh, Cristiano Ronaldo because our setup is still not, you know, our foundation isn't as sound as it is where um, we felt we can, you know, uh, play that way. So what happened, in my opinion, is a lot of catering um, went into Ronaldo's style of play. And what we saw was a lot of players, you know, forcing things and trying to um, do, th- do things to, um, you know, support Ronaldo, like his goal scoring needs, than it was to play as a team. So it felt very, very individualistic. Is he the problem? It's, it's not fair to put it on him 
per se. I think he is a problem. I don't think he is the problem at United. But um, yeah. You know what? I would disagree. I actually disagree with that. I totally disagree with that. I don't think he is. Uh, well, I don't think he's a problem. The thing is, I believe that the first game they played against Leeds, right? They won five one in that one, and I think that fueled <clears throat> a lot of people into thinking that United were good. Um, but it's mm. Leeds. Everybody smashes Leeds, unless yeah. But everybody smashes Leeds. You can't make that judgment. They drew with Southampton, uh, which was one all after that, and then they they should have lost to Wolves, and they won by one nil, which was like a very fluke goal. Wolves, they should have lost that game. Really, Wolves should have won that one. Uh, so those are two performances that they had without Ronaldo. I, I do think they needed, um, and to be honest, imagine if you didn't have Ronaldo and we let Martial go and then, you know, whatever happened with Green would happen. Uh, you know, United would have basically no strikers at this point of time, right? You would be relying on Rashford, uh, who we'll talk about. So I do, I mean, you know, and then Cavani's been injured as well pretty much for the whole season. Um, I do think this obsession to sign uh, mid-30 strikers, that's got to stop. But that's not Ronaldo yeah. thing. That's been happening with Cavani, Igalo. Zlatan, all of these guys, they sign all these mid-30 strikers. I don't know why, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, but that's got to stop because, um, yeah, they've got to find somebody who can be a striker for at least five years or so. Somebody who can just bang in the goals. Um, and that's, this, this out there. Haaland is not the only one. There's other guys out there as well that you can sign. And I will talk about the striker because I, this, because I have a theory of what's going to happen next season. We'll, we'll come to that. Um, but I want to hear That's something that's got to stop. But um, I, I, I think what Ronaldo, the problem that, that Ronaldo brought, and if there was a problem, was I think as soon as he came in, there were people who went, well, United should not be challenging for the title. United should yeah. not be challenging for the title. And I, and I don't think he's made that impact. And, uh, you know, the thing is, when you expect somebody to be challenging for the title, and then, you know, it turns out that they, they're only challenging for top four, I don't think he has made United worse, but I don't think he's made them better. And because he hasn't made them better, people think they're worse because they were expecting, you know, because United were probably 70 last season. Uh, this season, they're probably 65, so they're not that worse. But people were expecting maybe them to be 90. And so when you expect something to be 90 and then you get a 65, you're like, oh, he's made them worse. But he hasn't really made them that worse. I, I don't think so. I, I do think he has a role to play. If he wants to play next season for United, I don't know. Um, there might be a role for him. I think that there, there might be a role for him. I, I, I don't uh, know that. Um, but, you know, uh, is, is he... I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of players I would sell before I'd sell him. Um, but again, it depends on his attitude. It depends on what he wants um, from his career um, that, that, you know, would drive that. So um, I get that there's individualism, but I, I don't think he yeah. has a, a problem yeah. as such. I think, you know, just to, just to echo a lot of what you're saying, even though I, you know, I just don't think he was the right, I don't think we needed him at that point in time. Yeah. When we did buy him, I felt, um, you know, a lot, of, you know, there's other issues to address before we, we signed Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's that's what I mean. Of course, he saved us, given the, the circumstances that you know uh, Cavani he plays like once every month, and then and he yeah. goes to um, you know to to Uruguay and stays there for an extended vacation. Martial obviously still in his basketball groom. Of course, those things you know work to our advantage, but it's not as if he hit the ground running. I mean, he did hit the ground running, but there was a period in time in the last few weeks where it's just been, um, you know, he, he was missing big chance after big chance. And, you know, a lot of those draws came from the fact that he wasn't converting some of those chances into goals. And we kind of are in that because partly in due to that fact, but I'm not blaming it entirely on him. I think, you know, our style of play also changed. He has been bad this yeah. season. I mean, let's not, you know, we're not going to show up. I'm not going to say he's been great. I think he's been bad. Um, in many games, he's been bad. In many games, he's saved us. And I think that's to be expected. I think the one thing that, that I would say, if he's going to stay next season, if he is going to stay next season, 
I think the next manager has to tell him, you're not going to be a sure starter. You're not going to be someone who's going to play 60 games or whatever next season. You're going to play maybe 30 games. That's, that's you know, as long as you accept that, you can stay with, with us. You know, we'll make sure that you play in the big games and the important games will need you. As long as your form is good, you'll play in the big games, you'll play the important games, but I'm going to rest you. I'm going to rotate you because I've got to look at Agreed. Um, if that is, and if Ronaldo says, no, I want to be the main man, then the manager is going to say, you know what, fair enough, find yourself another club, uh, you know, you're free to move. Right, I'm not. That's what it is. Now, you know that that has a conversation. To, will you know? And then there's a question of whether the manager will be allowed to have that conversation or not, because it's not <laughs> um, but but even that that's the way I would probably approach that. But again, I would not say that Ronaldo is done. That he should be go be, be gone. That he's the problem because I think in many ways he's highlighted some of the issues that the squad is faced uh, is facing. And I think that's that's part of you know the learning process, the growing process. Um, so anyway, so from my opinion, I don't think Ronaldo destabilized something. I think he brought to light something that we already knew was happening and he's just made that more visible. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, feel free to let me know in the comment section. What do you think? Do you think he's destabilized the team dynamics? Has he made the team worse? Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things, but you can let me know uh, in the comments, obviously. Um, yeah, uh, Farhan, we'll move on then, unless you have something more to add to that. Um, oh, just one thing. I just want to say, I this is the Ronaldo I to love so this is no slander towards you sir we we appreciate the good oh, times but yeah but yes. that's not the ronaldo who came back let's be honest that's yes, not the exactly. ronaldo that came back Absolutely. that ronaldo was Absolutely. the explosive winger you know who could you know go past players and do that that's fine that was 12 14 years yeah. ago you know the things changed he's changed so you know time, time. by the time in yeah by the time is undefeated you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah those 14 years ago was a different ronaldo not necessarily a bad ronaldo or a worse ronaldo just a different ronaldo and probably not uh, one that can do a lot of the things that he was doing before. Um, what do you think about uh, Fran? We were here, I think, what was it? No, December, three months ago, four months ago, we were talking about Rafa and Nick coming in. Uh, you know, talk, you know, uh, we were all excited. We all, well, we were somewhat excited. I think we all thought it was a good appointment at, at the time, at least. Um, something that was a change in direction. Um, what do you think? What do you, what do you make of him? Four months in, um, he's probably not going to get top four. Uh, so that was probably his biggest goal. He's not going to get that. They've not... They've not gone beyond what probably, I mean, you know, they'd already gotten into the round of 16 by the time he came in. That was already confirmed because Garrick, they beat Villarreal under Garrick. So that was already done. So he's not necessarily taken them further in the Champions League than they were going to go to anyway. And he also went out of the FA Cup fairly soon. So uh, what do you what do you make of, of his tenure so far? And, and what do you, do you think about the, the future holds for him as far as Manchester United is concerned? Yeah, that's that's a fair question. I think, you know, when he first came out, all of us were ecstatic. I think change was needed. So we were all ecstatic for the change. It could have been anybody walking through that door. Well, maybe not anybody. Brendan Rodgers, I didn't want to see. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you know, given there's, there's a lot, you know, a lot to, to mention when it comes to Ole. I personally think we are better in a, be- you know, we play better football than we did when Ole left. I think we concede you know, we still concede, but we concede a lot less than we did uh, before that back four was leaking goals. Um, and then, you know, somewhat of fluid football in between, you know, the front four. I still think he plays a bit of favoritism. Uh, you know, he plays some people that I think, uh, you know, I would think at this point in time shouldn't be playing, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh but, uh, you know, I, I find him very refreshing to hear in post-match and pre-matches. I think he says a lot of the right things. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how much blame we can put on him because his hands is essentially tied. I, the only thing I would criticize, uh, you know, about 
what we've seen is that the fact that he hasn't he he hasn't been able to he still plays a bit of favoritism. He he adheres to certain people. He doesn't drop, you know, everyone like Carrick, you know, Carrick was someone who was on his way out, but he dropped he we saw the the bravery and in, in bravery to an extent where he drops certain people. Um, but I think personally I like what Rob's doing. I hope what he takes from what he's learned here is is more influential up top because I think that's where we'll see the change or the the change that we think we want to see. Um, because his his mind is uh, as a football director is probably uh, more sharp than it is about being a coach and um, you know managing personalities and whatnot style of play. He's kind of dictated to some extent, but ultimately you can't really do much with six months. And we know he's not going to be here after those six months. There's no real talk of him taking over. And I don't think he wants to take over. I think he he's someone that is, you know, progressed into the role of, of working in the back office, whether as a DOF or, um, you know, supporting consultant. that role. Like yeah, consultant. That's, that's what he's yeah. going to be. Um, yeah, so I see him there. Uh, yeah, you know what? That, that actually makes sense. I, I would not blame him. The only thing I will give him a pass on selection of players is I, I again, it's a conspiracy theory. I have no evidence of this, but I just feel like he's being told who to pick. Because, you know, Marcus Rashford comes out, he, he doesn't pick Marcus Rashford for two or three games. He comes out with you know, through Romano and he goes, Oh, I'm considering my future. And then suddenly, next game, Marcus Rashford's starting. Of course, he's crapped, so he gets dropped, but he starts the next game, right? Uh, same thing, Harry Maguire. He gets dropped for a couple of for a game. He comes out on Twitter, goes, oh, I could have gone anywhere else. I had other offers, but I want to come to United. And then again, he's back in the team, right? Um, so I just have a feeling that somewhere I think he's being told that he's got to pick certain players. I almost have this other conspiracy theory where I think he's been told that between Rashford, um, Ronaldo, or Ronaldo Maguire, um, you've got to pick at least one or two of those players. And then there's a like quota that he's got to fill because we need our social media likes. If you don't pick all three of them, we're not getting those social media mentions. So you have to pick at least one or two of those three. I, I just have a feeling because I don't think there's ever been a game where all three of them have been dropped. If I'm, I may be wrong. Somebody can tell me in the chat. But I don't think, and aside from the Middlesbrough, maybe Middlesbrough when they played, but even then I think Maguire played that game. So um, maybe that cup game, but otherwise um, uh, in any Premier League game or Champions League game at least, and again, aside from that, young boys won again meaningless games. But any important Premier League or Champions League games, I don't think there's been one where all three of them have been dropped together. So, um, you know, something can So I just feel that these are conspiracy theories. These are conspiracy theories. I'm saying it right now, yeah. conspiracy theories. So I'll, I'll give a pass on that one. Um, but I do feel in terms of the style of play, I think the forward play has been much better. But then again, these players are so unfit. I mean, there was a stat, right? And the Oli, where they were like 19th or 20th in terms of like running uh, and, and physical stuff. There was a stat. They were 19th or 20th, uh, basically, in, in physical stats. That's that's how bad they were. So suddenly to expect yeah. to go first, it's just not going to happen. Um, and we see that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, they're drained. They're done. That I, you know, I, I actually made a joke as well. I told Ranik, you know, if they're going to play only one half, you better make sure they play the second half well more than the first half because, you know, that's more advantageous. But, you know, uh, that's they, they turn up and they want, right? Um, it's um, So, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame him much. I think he's inherited a really bad situation. And the club, I think he's done a lot as well. I think he's changed a few things. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, I do feel that the he's, he's he's been brave enough to he's dropped Ronaldo at some points he's dropped Bruno he's dropped Rashford he's dropped Maguire as well um, he's dropped Fred as well he's dropped Pogba as well so he's done a little bit of and Shaw as well he's dropped Shaw as well Van Bissaka as well I certain players really you know, and you think about that I've just counted eight players that he's dropped and I, I'm just thinking what was the last manager doing the picking eight players right I mean you think about it that way oh my god 
Um, but, you know, eight players. So he's done that. Um, it's just, it's not been consistent enough. And I just wonder whether that's because he's being told what to do or, or whether he's doing it on his own. I don't know that. And then the other wider issue, of course, is if he's being dictated to, how much influence is he going to have when he does go upstairs? Yeah. So that's yeah. my big concern with this because is it, you know, something, oh, yeah, we'll pay you because United will do that. They'll pay you two years. Oh, yeah, two years, consultancy. Here you go. Uh, oh, Ralph's on the phone. Oh, oh just tell him you're busy because, you know, somebody else, yeah. yeah, he's just a consultant. Pay him off, you know, it doesn't matter to United. They've got a lot of money. So um, I don't know. I don't know um, where, where this yeah. goes. Um, but I, I do hope Ralph has enough integrity that um, if they if they if they don't give him a proper role, then he should just walk away. And uh, that's what I. I agree. Do. I agree. I think he, um, you know, they'll be silly. It it would be bad PR on me. I don't think they care, but it, it would be bad PR and bad decision making. Uh, again, I don't think they care for that fact. But I, you know, he, you have someone who comes in, seeing the coach, seeing the team firsthand seen the mentality of the squad no who knows better um to support uh you know the next head coach than 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 Ragnik someone who's there firsthand can give you the um the background and the culture as to what the team is about so it's really up to them if they want to use this opportunity as a learning curve which they which they should because it's complete failure on all accounts when it comes to this season and if they look at it and think that, hey, we're still in the green for whatever reason, you know, from a financial standpoint or we're in the media and social media clicks, who knows what the hell that's worth. Um, but I think, you know, winning winning is, 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 is the best culture that you can have. And if the team, if Man United are serious by any account, and I don't know if, you know, these last few years have shown that we're not as serious as the top team. So if they were serious, they listen to Ralph and adhere to some of his advice. Well, fine. I mean, we are top of the league. We're just top of the league in the money charts, which is the ones that matter, right? How many Instagram followers do United have? Number one. Who's number one <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the sponsorship table? United. That's, that's, I think, what they look at. But fine. I mean, this is a good point. I think I hear this a lot. Um, I think it's fair. You and I, we're both in Toronto. Uh, we both, mm-hmm. you know, we both, maybe we both don't support uh, the Maple Leafs, but we know about the Maple Leafs, right? Um, and mm-hmm. the reality is the Maple Leafs have not won anything for decades. <laughs> Literally, they don't know anything for decades. But their stadiums always sell out. Their merch always sells out. Right? They're, they're popular. They're still incredibly popular. For God knows what reasons, they're incredibly popular and they make a lot of money. Right? But they're not successful. Um, and that's how American, you know, and I've always that's how North American franchises work. And that's, I think, at the end of the day, that's what, that's what the, the, the owners want Man United to be. They want them to be a franchise that's still going to mint money even when it's not successful. It's pretty common. For that to happen and I just feel that's where United Ascension is they don't care if United win trophies because for them it's not about trophies it's about well we're still making money also, I mean, you know uh, we got not out of the cup we would have got two million for that who cares just 20 million dollars in the sponsorship or 21 20 million pounds in sponsorship deal right we didn't get sponsorship deal so that's that's where it is at and I feel that's that's what they want that's where the super league idea comes from as well um it's just trying to franchise um something that is probably not a franchisable thing but for them, that's what it is. Um, but you're right. I mean, you're right. If, they, if they're this stupid, if they don't want to take advantage of the Glazers. Uh, sorry, no Glazers. Of Rannick's, um, ex- well, Glazers football expertise, that's nothing. Uh, <laughs> football expertise, they want to take that advantage of that. I think that's something they'd be stupid. But you know what it is? They do care about PR. They care about PR. I think the thing is, if Rannick walked away um, and he went, you know what, I don't like this, and he gave an interview that made them look bad, they would care about that. And they would know that the fans would turn on them. So 
therefore i i just have a feeling that that's that's where i would like one need to to make this hard decision that if you don't give me what i want i'm walking away because i don't need this um and then beyond that it's just a matter of places deciding what they want uh whether they want the bad pr or not that that would be my thing i hope he has that integrity i don't know if he does i don't know him personally but i hope he has yeah. that integrity to go my demands are not meant that i'm not sticking around because you know ultimately he deserves that right um we'll talk about players favoritism and all that um you know, Pan, I'm at the point now with, uh, I, I, I think I made this joke yesterday. So as soon as I saw Harry Maguire on the team, she was like, that's a game over, they've lost. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't want to miss about Harry Maguire. You know what? I'm tired of talking about Harry Maguire. I'm really tired about it. But I, honestly, um, you know, what's your thoughts on him? What is, what, what you know? Um, yeah. What? Well, yeah, I, I, you know, there's a lot, came, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, so you could probably do a whole segment on Harry Maguire and like just have the highlights or the, the low lights playing in the background. There you are know, videos, actually, by the way, there are videos that people have done compilation of Harry Maguire's defending. You can actually find them oh on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, there's literally yeah. videos about that. I think, you know, a part of me feels, you know, I think Harry Maguire is, I feel sorry for him. I actually feel sorry for him. The reason being is I remember when, um, you know, um, when I found out he was captain, that was probably the worst decision that could have happened to him as a footballer because the the reality, you know, the, the fact that he became captain made, you know, in my opinion, things like amplified to, to a degree. He's, you know, there's so many, there's so many different, opinions on him he's complete utter garbage and some people you know on the other spectrum think that he needs to be unlocked uh with us you know a proper cdm and and whatnot so you know part of that that argument is for me personally is un- absurd you know an 80 million dollar defender look at some of pounds, the defenders 80 million dollars 80 million pounds yeah sorry 80 million 80 million pounds uh english tax on that um, he he's slow, you know. He makes consistent mistakes. I think I we can attribute to ten. I can remember personally ten goals, um, you know, uh, at the fault of Harry Maguire. I think I, you know, again, I feel sorry for him in the sense where that captaincy sticks with him, and we still have to see him play because of that captaincy. That's really the only thing that's holding him, in my opinion, to the lineup still. Um, if he wasn't a captain, I, I would, I personally think he would be uh, benched in a lot more games than he was in the past. But, you know, there's this, the logic of like having him come in, even on his, his second year or first year where the captain's armband was, was just another testament to bad decision making. Uh, he's, he's slow. He makes mistakes consistently, even in the game yesterday. You know, what was he doing in midfield when uh, pressing Griezmann? That 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 testament alone left Dalo with two defenders, two attackers trying to figure out. So he makes mistakes that are costly, even with a CDM and with um, you know a proper backing. I still feel like he will make mistakes that will cost in goals, and that to me is not an eighty million dollar defender. I look pounds. at his counterparts. Sorry, eighty million dollars. Let's make that clear. It's pounds. It's not dollars. Eighty million pounds. So, yeah. That's yeah, more. So That's hundred million dollars probably now, and, and we're Canadian, so without the Canadian dollars, it's even more because you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just just to close, I think you know I look you know I compare him to the people who were bought at that price point, like the Van Dykes, the 
I think Ruben Diaz was a lot cheaper than that. So I, I, could, I think, Ru- you know, I look at 60 million, I look at Ruben Diaz, and I'm just in awe at the simple fact that, you know, these these players are, are worlds, worlds ahead of him in terms of IQ, in terms of skill set, and it's just shocking to see the man still exist in, you know, he, he, you know, at this point, you, you got to save grace for him too. It's, it's, it's embarrassing that, you know, he, these clips get, you're talking about these lowlights make, make rounds. I'm sure kids are just watching him at this point, ready to pounce on him on social media to, to think it's, it's yeah. So yeah. I just want to, I, you know, I, I feel, I pity him on the other side. I don't feel sorry for him because he's just not up to par for, you know, what we need as a, as a defender, you know? I, I don't, I don't really feel sorry for him. And I'm past the point of feeling sorry for him because I mean, you feel sorry for someone when, um, you know, you feel, okay, this person is trying and he's not getting it. He's just not getting, he's just not good enough. And he's not good enough, but I don't think he's trying. I think, you know, the story is coming out about how he was upset that Ronaldo's upstaging him. I mean, you know, who are you? Whatever, you know, I mean, so these kind of stories, and I don't know how true they are, by the way, we should point that out. We yeah. don't know if these are true or not, but if this, if it is true, then that is something, and, it's definitely not a good look. Yeah. And can I, can I just say, when did we become a soap opera? Who's leaking all these stories at the there's, club. There's, Every, yeah, who's leaking? Well, there's all this. I personally think it's these English players, you know, that have relationships, that have relationships with, you know, some of these presents personally, but that's another. No, yeah, put that yeah, in that's a conspiracy that's moving out there. It's probably the English players because the English media is releasing it, right? Um, I don't see why Bruno or Ronaldo has any reason to post it up to English journalists. So, um, yeah, it's probably the English players. And, and again, it's, it's building those relationships, right? That's the way that they use them. I've not played a few games. Oh, put it out in the media that I'm unhappy, you know. Tell people that I'm considering my future, you know. Uh, you know, I'm the captain. I'm, you know, I just have a feeling with Maguire. So I just feel like he thinks of the captaincy as something that he's, you know, like, you know how you sometimes you go, I'm the captain, I'm the captain. I, I almost feel like he probably goes around, you know, in his room. And I don't say that, but he probably goes around in his room saying, I'm the captain, I understand. I'm the captain of man. And I think he almost like, He's trying to convince himself that he's the captain and that he's the person we're supposed to be listened to, as opposed to making other people like obviously you can't demand respect. You can command respect, you can't demand it. Um, and mm. I don't think Maguire is someone who commands it. And to be honest, um, you know, uh, it, 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 I disagree. Even if he wasn't the captain, I think he would be starting. And the reason for that is they paid 80 million for him. They paid 80 million for him, they're not, you know, they need they need to show that he's you know, he has to start because you know it's, it's again. Uh, you know, Arsenal, they can get rid of Obama and they can, you know, throw him out quickly. Uh, you know, they did that and that was good that they did it. You know, it's helped him. It's helped the club. United, will they do that with Maguire? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how they will do that. And, you know, I find to another point, you said if he has a CDM, he'll do well. I'm not going to buy that because for years I've been saying about Paul Pogba that if he's a 90 million pound midfielder, you don't need a CDM then to, to put in, you know, 7 out of 10. Fair enough, if you get a CDM, you'll put in 9 out of 10 performances, maybe. But you shouldn't need a CDM to do well. So I didn't cut Pogba that slack. I'm not going to cut Maguire that slack. I'm not going to say Agreed. that he needs a CDM and he needs a back three. No, you know, you got, you've been paid. You're the captain. You think, uh, you know, and imagine that as well. I mean, you know, it's one nil down. You need a goal. Would Real Madrid take off Sergio Ramos? They wouldn't uh, if he was playing for them. I know he's not playing for them anymore. But I mean, Prime Ramos, would they take him off? No. Would I know he's not the captain, but would Liverpool take off Van Dijk? They wouldn't. Even if they won nil down and they had a goal, they wouldn't. United did it. I was telling that they did it. And he was like, I think... <laughs> Apparently, fans were booing him or cheering him or something. That fans were cheering that he was gone. Uh, that they were cheering that he was gone. So oh, know, I didn't see that. Um, yeah. was like that. That's just you know, it just shows, right? Um, anyway, move on from Maguire because I really don't want to talk much about him because I mean, we've already spoken a lot about him. But I really, I'm over him, and I hope, I hope for his sake, I hope for everyone else's sake, I hope I don't see him 
starting any important that's, games. Um, that's what I meant. I, I hope I don't see him personally for his own sake and like everybody else's sake. We're, I think that ship has sailed. And I agree to your point. You know, you should just pull the Band-Aid and bench the guy. Uh, you know, we've seen that. with Top teams do that, you know. You don't perform, you're you're gone. You look at Chelsea with Kep, you know, the goalkeeper kept with seventy-two million dollars. Where have you seen a goalkeeper um, purchase to that? To that to the that most expensive point? bench player, the most expensive bench player, I guess, at this one. Is bench it? player, you yeah, know? exactly. So it's just a matter of pulling pulling the bandaid off and recognizing that this is not working. So yeah. I agree well, with you, though. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Kepa was a manager for Chelsea when he was Chelsea. I don't know. He's got to be on the bench because yeah. the manager's always on the bench, isn't he? Um, that's, but that's no, okay. I used to do it I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. I, I, always, I always like, it never gets old. That kept, uh, for me, it is a Kepa manager joke, never gets old. It's obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Marcus Rashford because I think that's another player that we do need to talk about. Now, um, you know, Again, I feel for the guy, he's had to take a lot of stick, but I said this, um, I, I personally feel that Marcus Rashford, he needs to make a decision this summer as to what he wants from his career. Um, and does he want to be a footballer? Does he want to be a footballer for Man United? Um, those, those are two different things. Does he want to be a politician or an activist? And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't mean that in a scornful way or a sarcastic way. There's nothing wrong with that. If that is something that he's passionate about and that's something that he feels, he should think about that. Um, but does he want to do that? Um, you know, and, and, you know, these are decisions that he needs to make because if he wants to be a footballer and if he wants to be a footballer for Man United, um, he's got, he's, I, I just, I just feel, you know what? I just feel that he's lost his love for the club. I just feel that, because, you know, if you watch some of his old videos when he used to play, he used to have a smile on his face. You could see that enthusiasm. He was happy. I just don't feel he's happy anymore at the club. I, I don't know. I just feel like he's lost that love for United. Um, what do you think, Farhan? Where, where, where do you stand on this whole Marcus Rashford issue? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I know I said I have sympathy for Kevin uh, McGrath. I like, I don't have sympathy like I have sympathy for Marcus Rashford. I, you know, I, I adore him. I adore his, you know, his stance on, you know, um, food, just, food injustice and whatnot. I, and I, I think he's a, you know, I, I remember vividly when he jumped onto the scene. I think he's, you know, he's done a lot for the club. I think he played, you know, football in a period when he was, when he probably should have took care of himself because now I'm looking at him playing and I think, what was the point of all that? Um, you know, I, what do I think of him right now? I, I think he's in his head. I really think a lot of the, the, the stuff I see, um, you know, him, him do and the stuff that mistakes that he makes is almost, almost as if someone, a footballer that's just overthinking everything and, you know, trying to show, a little bit more than um, the average does. And I think, he, you know, if he, if he, you know, on the pitch, if he keeps to the simple stuff, it'll be beneficial for him. But, um, you know, but he's playing and Ralph says, Ralph even said that what would it take for, you know, Rashford to be successful? And he said, just do the stuff he does in training. So there, it's clear as day he does, he trains well and there's still a footballer in him. It's just a matter of, um, um, you know, I, you know, mentally, is he, does he want to play football? Does is, does he want to play football here? You know, he also does get the most harassment in terms of uh, some of the most world-renowned athletes. He's up there with like LeBron James, and you know, he's only twenty-four, twenty-five years old. So it makes you wonder what what warranted um, what warrants some of the hate that he gets. So. You know, I have a lot of sympathy for Marcus Rashford. I think he's a phenomenal footballer I, if, if he puts his head to it. It's just that there's, 
many different factors that are affecting him in a lot of ways. And he's really got to sit with himself, like you said, and ask these hard and tough questions about whether or not he wants to play here, whether or not he wants to play football, whether or not, you know, the situation at Manchester United is for him. But, you know, whether it's here or somewhere else, I, I bid him well. You know, he's one of the, the few that I, I, I think that really cares about this team and really cares about the city of Manchester for that fact or the team as well and wants to succeed, but is just not able to do so for whatever reason, if it's physically, mentally or whatever. I hope he takes an extended break, uh, you know, in these three weeks and goes somewhere warm and just gets his head right because well, this is... Yeah. yeah. Well, there's international, international games, so I don't know if he's going to be called up. I hope he isn't called up. But if he's mm-hmm. called up, then he might be going for that. Um, what do you think? See, I, I, you know what? I haven't given up on Rashford that we have given up on Maguire. I do question why he starts when he does start because I don't think he does deserves to start right now. But I haven't given up on him to the point where I go, if he does start, I go, oh, that's a match lost. I don't know. With Maguire, I've given up. Like, I've, I've lost all hope for him at this point. Um, but with Bashford, I do feel there's a footballer there. Um, with the right coach, with the right training, he could, he could, you know, be something still. I think he still has the time to be something for the club. Um, the problem that I see with him is, A, it, you know, this is the first time that he's had to really face that kind of criticism. He had a bad, you know, the World Cup, he missed the penalty at the, uh, sorry, not the World Cup, the Euros. He missed the penalty at the Euros. So he already had that pressure. Then he had an injury coming back from injury. Then he's you know loses the manager who showed a lot of faith in him. So the manager is gone. Now there's a new manager who doesn't play the way that he wants to play. Um, you know, where mm-hmm. his game has been all about uh, counter-attack, you know, pace. The new Rafan it doesn't play that way. Uh, so now he's got to, you know, adapt to that. Can he adapt to that? You know, so these kind of things requires character, right? This is where you find out about players' character. I think up until this point, he's had a pity. Uh, by United standards, he's had a pretty easy ride, so to speak. They've not won trophies, but there hasn't necessarily been a lot of pressure on him. He's had, you know, he's had good seasons. He's got 10 goals, 15 goals, 20 goals. Even when he wasn't playing, we were supporting him. You know, we're saying, why is Mourinho not picking him? Why is Mourinho not picking him? You know, so there was all those things. I think this is the first time he's actually really been tested in his career. And I just wonder, mentally, has he developed that resilience and that strength to go, uh, you know what? This is from that time for me to you know knuckle down and to work and and when he puts I mean somebody puts our stories like Romano did about whether he's considering his future that kind of turns people off as well because this is your first bad season and yeah. if you're already thinking about leaving and what does that say about you as 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 you know as a footballer right um, so that's just what it is and like I said if he wants to leave then he needs to have that hard conversation with himself does he want to play somewhere else would he be better off playing somewhere else um, you know then that's fine right you you decide that I wish him all the best if he decides that United is not the place for him. Um, no problems with that. I mean, everybody, you know, has a right to do what they what's best for their career, and that's not a problem. Uh, but if he does want to play for United, I think uh, he again needs to have that conversation with the coach, whatever. Like, what's his role? <laughs> what can he do to improve? Like, can he? Can he? Can he? You know, be mentally strong um, to. <coughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, does he have that strength of character to go? This is it. You know, I'm going to be at United. I'm going to work my butt off to uh, to improve and to prove to the manager that he's wrong. Um, and you know, and really work, and that's a desire. I mean, it's just a matter of desire. When he comes on, he doesn't look like you know. Again, like I said with that, you know, Maguire as well before, and think Rashford, they look like players who know they're not, they don't have a place in the team anymore. Even Van Bissaka, they look like players who know they're not, going, they're not starters anymore, and so they play like that, right? Most players, when they drop, they, they you know have that mentality of like, I want to get back into the team. I feel like these guys have always yeah. said they're not getting back into this team no matter what they do, and so they're kind entitlement. of entitlement. Yeah, yeah, it's almost that, right? I, mean, I don't want to say it's entitlement with Rashford. I mean, it's a hard word to use. But I do feel there is a sense of there's a comfort. There was a comfortness for them that they knew they were going to start every week, even no matter how crap they were under Oli. And now they're kind of like shaken. Oh, wow, I've been dropped. Why have I been dropped? Uh, you know, why is this a 19-year-old kid starting in front of me? But anyway, 
but I do feel that again the problem is the same thing. Left fingers, you know, sign the right winger, he becomes a left finger. So there's another left finger now that's got to go out. So anyway, that you know, I don't yeah. know if Ashford can be a right winger. I actually thought he could be a decent right winger because he's I, always... I feel the same way. I think he I I I I think he's all right on the right wing. Like I don't think he's terrible per se, you know, uh coming down there. There was a point in you know where when it was Greenwood, Martial and Rashford, they were very much interchangeable. And I think Ole had that, you know, uh before he left, he had that idea of like um you know, with Sancho, Greenwood and Rashford just interchangeable at all fronts and so having fluid uh attackers and I still think that can be the case. We've seen games where Rashford starts on the right, switches over to the left, uh, and then comes back to the right. So there's 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 that element, but it's just not producing. It's not yeah, producing, just, and so yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, Rashford is pretty creative. He actually has a very good right foot. He can put some very good passes and crosses in. But for some reason, I don't know what's happened to him in the last six months. He's refused to do it. He's like, yeah. I want to take a shot on him because I need to prove to Ronaldo I'm the main man. I don't know what it is. Um, but anyway, let's just get the final part of it. Uh, uh, final part of the segment. Um, Brian, obviously something's happening. A clear out's probably coming. Well, no, no, no. We should not say that. There should be a clear out. Whether there will be or not, we don't know um, because that's not how the owners operate. Um, but if there were to be a clear out, Brian, who are the players that you need to see get out? Like, who are the players that you would say definitely? And let's not let, let's leave aside the youth players. We want to talk about that. But just in terms of the first team players, oh, and you could include some players on loan as well if you want. But which are the players that you definitely want to see gone? Um, from the team this summer. Doesn't mean it will happen, but we can speculate. Oh, oh. Uh, this is going to be. Oh, who do you want to keep? Scary. If you want to go the other way, who do you want to keep? We could, yeah, why don't, like, who do I want to keep? I want to keep Sancho, uh, but I do want to say who I want to get rid of. And that's yeah. almost 90, almost like 90% of these players. I think they're not cut out to play for this team or play for, you know, professional at this level right now. Um, if we want to, if we want to name drop, I want Maguire gone. I think David De Gea, you know, he's having a remarkable season, but he, you know, we have to really talk about his distribution and and the fact that he doesn't come out for the ball. It's literally we're playing a man down at that point when it comes to build up. Uh, Luke Shaw, his time has has come. Uh, you know, I'm tired of seeing him and hearing about how he's been here since a teenager, eight years now or whatnot, six years oh, now. Sorry. No, it's been yeah, eight years. Eight years now. Eight years, yeah. I, I, I want him gone. Juan Bissaka, he's not on par for any right back for you know, and a lot of Premier League teams that are on the top, top, you know, six per se. Uh, Matic, you know, please go to AC Milan, have fun over there, uh, uh, or Roma with with your boy uh, Jose Mourinho. Uh, who else? Ah, uh, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> he's leaving, he's but he's, fun, he's yeah. gone. But what a what you had we had two opportunities to sell this young man. This grown man. He's not young, I should say. He's about he's well, he's younger than us. Well, he's younger than me at least. Yeah, him. he's younger than I don't know how old he is. I think we're age mates. He's twenty nine. Oh, okay. So so you know, two chances to sell him and yet he sits on the bench every single game. What and now? What purpose does that serve for anybody? You know ourselves and him, just to have someone that sits on the bench for that part. Because if you sell and him, you're gonna buy someone. You can you can you sell him for fifteen, and you gotta buy someone. You don't need to you don't need to waste money on buying players. 
you can pay Jesse Lingard. How much would you pay him for? He probably makes about a hundred grand. Uh, let's take Constance every hundred grand a week. So if you keep him for four months, right? Four months. How much is that? Uh, four hundred into four sixteen. A point one point six million, I guess. ยังอ่ะปอนปอนซิกซิเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะวอสเดอะ
Well, you know what? I agree. I wouldn't keep Teles or Shaw, honestly, because I don't think Shaw is good enough. I don't think Teles is competition enough for him to improve. If you really want to see, because I think that, yeah, because if you if you want Shaw, you can keep one of them to be a backup, but you can't keep both of them. So you got to get rid of one and then get a proper first teamer and then see if Shaw can have that sort of, um, you know, resurgence again, maybe. Um, but you need to get rid of one of them. I would keep Dalo again as backup. I think Van Bissaga should go. We'd like to see if Ethan Laird can step up. He's done very well in the championship this season. So hopefully he might get a chance next season. We'll see. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, I, I would keep either Fred or McDominay. I think, again, you don't need to keep both. You'll keep one of them. Um, depends on who the manager prefers. Um, and then I think the manager might prefer McDominay or Fred. I just have a feeling that the manager might. But that, you know, it's, it's you're, you're choosing between, uh, you know, uh, molded cheese or molded bread, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. You know, he doesn't even, he doesn't even, McTominay doesn't even play midfield for Scotland. He doesn't play midfield. He plays as a defender. So that's, the that's fact that he, that's the fact that he plays midfield for us is shocking. And yesterday he was a passenger in that game at most. You know, Fred was clearly the better midfield player. Um, I think the last two games, Fred has been much better than McTominay. I think for some reason he started doing nutmegs and tricks and flicks. I don't know where. I think he suddenly realized that he's Brazilian. Maybe he's schizophrenic and, you know, he forgets that he's Brazilian <laughs> from time to time. And then suddenly he realized, oh, I'm a Brazilian, so I've got to do this. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's an individual choice. You know, some people prefer Fred, some people prefer McTominay. We're talking about squad players, really, at the end of the day. We're not really talking about uh, first teamers. We're not. So... It doesn't matter who you keep, you know, at the end of the day. I wouldn't keep Pogba for any amount. I don't see I would say Pogba. And I hope Pogba says as well, I'm not signing new contracts. Just, just, just go. No, just go. Because it's not worked out for you. The Premier League is not for you. You go to La Liga, go to Soria, the pace is slow. You'll do better. You'll have more fun uh, playing, you know, there. And it will be better for you. Like, it's just better for your career. Just go. It's, this is not, um, you know, the yeah. Premier League is really not, not meant for him. Uh, he's not I good. agree. I agree. Yeah. I love Pogba. I, but I agree. I think yeah. he, he just needs to uh, change his... Yeah, it's not a criticism. Uh, this is just yeah. the way some players are just not just meant for certain leagues, and some players, you know, do well in other leagues. That's just what it is. Um, you know, he could go to PSG. <laughs> the only players, so uh, that's somewhere that he could go. But I mean, hopefully, yeah, he he moves on. Um, I would sell Bruno for the right price. I actually would. I would sell Bruno for the right price. I would. I would. You know, if he wanted to go, it's like he's going to be. He's been he's in a whiner. Forget about his play. He's just been whining so much last couple of games. I don't know what he has to be upset about, but he just he goes on in the refs. He goes on at everybody. It's like I don't know. I don't know what's going on in his mind. I don't know if he feels like he has something to prove to Ronaldo. He has something to prove to someone. I don't know. But I would sell him. I would actually, you know, if somebody offered a loan deal for Marcus Rashford, I would ask him to consider it. I'd say, go away for a year. See if you like it, right? Maybe, maybe he just needs, you know, a year away from United. Maybe see if you still enjoy football. Maybe it's United. Maybe United has a problem in his life. You know, maybe, you know, playing for United isn't enjoyable, but maybe he goes to another club and he enjoys it there and he wants to play there. Maybe I would consider it if it were if the terms were right. But, that, but that's... Too radical. I don't think that will happen. No, I, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't say Rashford, but I wouldn't sell Rashford. I wouldn't sell him. To. I wouldn't sell him. I would still keep him for a year. Just you know, but but I would say if he wanted to go on loan, if somebody offered the right terms, say yeah, yeah. sure. You know, go away for a year, go play somewhere else, see if you enjoy football. Because I feel at this point there is a possibility that he doesn't enjoy playing for United, uh, and maybe he doesn't enjoy playing football at all, or maybe he just doesn't enjoy playing for United. So maybe if you play somewhere else, we discover his love. Like I said, it's a very radical thing. It won't happen. I don't think anybody is even going to take Rashford on loan anyway. Um, but if that was the if that's something I would consider. But I haven't given up on him. As like I said, I haven't given up on him. I still feel there's a player there. I feel still feel that he could still do something. So I'm you know I'm still partial towards that. Um, I would loan out Harry Maguire and Van Bissaka. And why? Because nobody's going to buy them. Because nobody's going to buy them. 
you know, somebody's going to say, we'll give you 10 million pounds from Maguire. This is going to, ah, 10 million. We have you don't, you, million. Wait, you don't, hold on, hold on. You don't think Harry Maguire <laughs> will be, but if we sold him for 10 million, you don't think no team would buy him? I think. I, no, I, I think, think there's a market. Fine, but I think the Glazers will, they, you know, not Glazers, I use that. Richard Allen will laugh in everyone's face. 10 million pounds from Maguire. On the balance sheet, it is written that he's worth 80 million. I'm not taking less than 80 million for him. <laughs> We're not buying him. I, you know, honestly, that's what I think. And same with Van Bissaka. Who's going to buy him? Probably somebody will might buy, buy him for 10 million, 15 million. I'm sure somebody will buy, pay 20 million for Maguire, by the way. I, don't, I think 10 million is too low. Somebody might pay 20 million for him. Maybe what about 30. 40 million? 40 million? You don't think no one would pay 40 million with no, not for Maguire? 40 is too much. No. Because, again, only English clubs would pay 40 million for a defender. That's what I mean. No English yeah. club is going to buy him. All right? So you're looking, he's possibly going to have to go abroad. Because honestly, which team really needs him? I mean, I, I honestly feel he's the worst starting centre-back at the moment in the Premier League. Even Burnley and Watford's defenders are better than him. Starting ones, I'm sure there's some on the bench that are probably worse. But um, he's, so which team is he going to go to realistically to make them better? Aside from the sides that come up from the championship. And they're not going to pay 40 million pounds for defenders. So um, you're, you're looking at going abroad. Um, so I, honestly, yeah, that's right. You just try to loan him. See some some club in Serie A or some club in uh, League One. Maybe somebody, you know, if he's willing to go there or maybe Bundesliga, just try and get him to one of those clubs, you know. And and maybe he plays well there. Maybe they can get 30, 40 million after that for him. At this moment in time, I don't think anybody's going to pay more than 20 million for him. So that's, and same with Van Bissaka. I don't think he's going to command more than 10, 15 million. Absolutely not. And they're not going to sell Absolutely. them. The, the, the ego is too much to sell, to sell at those prices. So that's where I see it with that happening. But at least if they go somewhere else and they play well, you might get something out of it. So that's just my opinion on those two. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, Cavani's got to go. Cavani's got to go. Matic has got to go. Matt has got to go. Um, De Gea, I would, the problem with that is um, <coughs> his wages. Again, 350 grand a week. Who's going to take him? Nobody. Um, so I, it's fine. I think I think they can do another season with him while they fix other issues. I, I mean, see, so we're talking hypotheticals. It was actually what's going to happen in a second. I'm going to tell you what's actually going to happen because we're talking about what should happen, and now this is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I think should... a couple of those players we mentioned will stay uh, for yeah. another year or two. But personally, I just don't think um, a lot of them are cut out. I think both uh, of us share the same sentiment that I, these guys I, are not yeah. cut out. And I would say that I said this like if any of those players left. Right at the end of the season, none of those players to me seem like, oh, we've definitely got to keep this guy. We can't let go of this guy. Sancho, maybe, but even otherwise, even Sancho, I'm not so bothered if somebody pays the right price and he goes, I don't mind. If somebody pays 100 million for Sancho, I'd be happy with that. I'd be like, yeah, we can use that for something, right? So there's no player there that I would say, you know, if they're gone, I'd be like, oh my God, this is gone. What are we going to do? There's nobody. And that's the sad part. Uh, but I'll tell that's you what's going to happen. Fine. Tell me if I'm right or tell me if I'm wrong. This is what's going to happen. We're all thinking Eric Ten Hag is going to come. We're all thinking they're going to get somebody like, you know, and there's lots of good managers out there. You're going to get Amorim, you're going to get Baltier. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, by the way, has been linked as well. Thomas Tuchel. And that's oh, come happening. on, man. Because <laughs> Chelsea apparently are in crisis. So now so Thomas Tuchel is going to drop down to a Europa League team or a conference team, <laughs> right? Because because Chelsea in crisis. I mean, uh, forget the fact that PSG might, you know, want him back. He probably won't go back to PSG. But forget the fact that there are other clubs that, you know, out there that would be interested. Juventus might need a new manager after what happened today. They'll need a new match. You could go to Juventus. Um, you could go to so many big clubs. Uh, Inter Milan maybe might want him as well. So you could go to all of those big clubs. But no, he's going to come to Manchester United. Right? That's, that's what's going to happen. But here's what's going to happen. They're going to bring in Mauricio Pochettino. And I said this. Oh, a God. part of me is going to die. A part of me is going to die. <laughs> they bring Mauricio ben. ben. I'm not even saying if. I'm saying Ben. Ben, they're going to bring him in. A part of me is going to die. But they're going to bring in Mauricio Pochettino. And who's going to be the first sign that they make for hand? Can you guess? 
Harry Kane. Exactly. Because then, because then, and then, tada, 150 million pounds. We've got Harry Kane. Look at how much money we spent. Yay! Everything is solved. The social media clicks, likes. Yay! We stuck into Tottenham. We stuck into the Premier League. Yeah, we got the best striker. Now that's what's gonna happen. And then the midfield, ah, it's okay. You got, you've got uh, McTominay, and you've got, um, you know, um, uh, Fred. You, you can manage, manage for a season. That's okay. Or, or you know, or in fact, if they, if they have a lot of pressure, they'll sign Declan Rice for 80 million pounds, and then you've got two. Uh, that you spend two thirty million pounds on, uh, and then oh well, defender. Oh, it's okay. You got Maguire. I manage with Maguire. You know, keep those guys. So I, you know what, I just yeah. And then no right yeah, wing. Yeah. There's no right wing. The the sad part is, I can absolutely see everything you said. Like I can visual. I'm visually seeing this happen, and I'm, a part of me is just literally being like, oh my gosh. It, Again, bandaid. <laughs> Yeah, it just it's just fun. And you know what? Hurricane, there's a tweet. There's actually a post out there somewhere. The Hurricane is excited for the reunion with Mauricio Pachi Pochettino at Manchester United. Oh <laughs> my like, god. Oh yeah, it's like oh sh- as like, oh. you know, and, and it's just oh my god, you know. It uh, I, you know what? I I don't have any faith. It's literally everything I've seen thus far tells just renews the fact that I do not have faith in management making the right decisions. And you're absolutely right. They've been infatuated with Pochettino since uh, his time at Tottenham. For whatever reason, didn't want to poach him or at that point in time. Uh, at another opportunity when he got fired, um, Ole's season was, you know, at the yeah. end of the season, they, they had an opportunity there to hire him. Did not, yeah. did not hire him. And now here he is, like, um, at the end of a turmoil season. Not to, you know... There's reasons there for PSG losing, but he definitely is the person uh, that needs to take blame. And he, you know, they're gonna botch it, and they're gonna choose him over Tanhag, and we're just gonna be, um, you know, picking up the pieces. And here we go again, Harry Maguire, blah blah blah. Exactly as you put it, I can see it happening, especially with the links of Haaland going potentially to Man City. You know, uh, Mbappe going to uh, Real Madrid. It's it's clear as day that like you know with the strikers that exist out there, top and big names. You know, a smart team would think, okay, who's the next up and coming young boy that we can we can we can sign or whatever. But Manchester United, no, we go for nostalgia, nostalgia FC over here, nostalgia FC. Well, it's not nostalgia with Kane actually. It's more like because he's got the social media following, right? That's the thing. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you know, because they could sign Victor Osman, Alexander Isaac. Um, they've also got him in love, which is gone, and it's not an option anymore. But I do like Dawson. I like um, I, I do like the look of Alexander Isaac. I know someone has been talking about them a lot. Uh, they could go for um, the Jonathan same, uh, David. Jonathan David, yeah, that's another good guy. Oh, Canadian, yeah. What would they sign? Would that be great, right? Jonathan David, and um, that's another that's another good sign that they could make. There's a bunch of others as well. Like lots of good players that they could sign, but they're not gonna do that because those guys didn't. The first thing, like, how many Twitter followers that Jonathan David had? He's in Canada. Ah, Canadians, they don't know anything about football. Forget it. Yeah, no, we don't need the Canadian market. But we, you know, that's, you know, part of me thinks that we, you know, we've done it in the past. We've signed certain players like uh, Martial. Martial wasn't a big name player. That's why, you know, I think Van Gaal was, was uh, one of the, the, probably the best coach post Fergie. I'm looking at it now. I used to think Ole was, but I think it might be Van Gaal because of, what you know the signings he got were kind of unique in the sense where he bought players and gave a lot of youth a chance think about you know how many youth played for Manchester. you know Mark Strashford came up out of there but think about all the other ones that became nobodies 
but essentially played for the team. Like, yeah, uh, Donald Love. Um, I know that uh, Tyler Black was Tyler Blackett. Tyler, Tyler Blackett. Blackett Donald Cam, Love. Cam, Botrick, Cam, Botrick Jackson. Cameron Botrick Botrick Jackson. Jackson. Uh, yeah. the other well, um, Ak- or Timothy Foster Mensah started as well. Axel Twansebi would also have got a chance, but he got injured, so he didn't get a, get an opportunity to play. Um, they also had uh, who else? Who else was there? There was a few others. The Dutchman. Uh, the Dutchman. I can't remember his name. Uh, it was Fosumensa. 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 Yeah. There we go. Fosumensa, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was quite a few. Will Keane, I think, as well, got a chance. Um, there was quite a few others. Michael Keane. Michael Keane sucked as well, but anyway, he got a chance as well. Uh, as did uh, Andres Pereira. There were quite a few who came through. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, so, anyway, that's... my my point essentially is that you know since then we've not made right decisions. <clears throat> Um, and we've not given time or proper, you know, backing. Ah. So I Fahan, just don't think. Fahan, if they didn't send another British player for the next five years or whatever, I would be so happy. Like I, I'm so done with signing British. Honestly, like it's like by signing overpaid British players. I'm like, that's you know what? Just let let's just let's just stop. I, I have nothing against British players. I think this is the most technically gifted generation of English talent that that's existed probably mm-hmm. since 1966. But we're not signing those kind of players, are we? Um, we're signing, we're signing the the the, the prima donnas. The one player that I would like, though, and I will say this, nobody's talked about this. The one English player that I do like is Jacob Ramsey from Aston Villa. That's the one guy. I don't oh, know yeah. a lot of him, um, but you know, I'm hearing things about him. He's doing very well. That's one player that I would say, okay, if you're gonna sign an English player, if you really have to sign an English player, sign him. Don't sign Declan Rice. Sign him. And they don't play in the same position, by the way. I'm not saying sign him instead of Declan Rice. You sign a CDM. Um, you can. And there's a lot of free agents out there, by the way, that you could sign right now. So sign a CDM. If you if you really want to have an English player, sign him because I think he could be something. But we all know how that's nah, going. Really, oh uh, yeah, I also remember Donny Van de Beek. <laughs> Donny Van de Beek. Oh my, you know what? He made he and he made the wrong decision. Of he going to Everton, to that's to, right. Yeah, he made the wrong decision. Work. I don't think he should have gone to Everton. He should have gone to Crystal Palace. He should have um, gone to Crystal Palace. Yeah, he would have played played in that midfield. Maybe not as much as he's playing right now, but I think you know uh, playing with Patrick Vieira would have been beneficial. I was excited for him, and then he got one conversation with Frank. Frank uh, Lampard and it's just like yeah. you deserve you know what his management have made wrong I don't know I don't want to critique it anyhow I just think he's made bad decisions and his time at Manchester United that's another player yeah unless Please. unless they bring in Den Haag then okay fine keep him for a year see if he can no 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 well they played together no. I, Ten Hag actually I, I understand that yeah but no yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, he's I, not I cut out for this league. He's not cut out for. He might not the be physicality. He, he might yeah. not be, but I mean, that, that's the thing. I was thinking, if you go to Palace, you learn from a CDM because the criticism about Donny was never about his offensive. It was always about his defensive. They can he do the defensive job? And you learn under a CDM. You learn under Vera how to do that. Vera was a master box to box player, probably one of the best box to box players that you know the Premier League has ever seen. And he would have learned that role from under from him and understood it and done it. And instead, he chose to go to Lampard. Who's, you know, and now he's fighting for relegation. Yeah, and he's, he's basically playing, you know, he's playing in a team that has no, no defensive support. So it makes him look worse because he's playing in a team that has no real defensive support. And so it makes, oh, well, Donny van der Beek is not good defensively. So he's not really doing anything to change perception. Um, I think that was a wrong decision. I don't, I don't know what changed his mind, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, I think he's one who needs to go as well. But the only thing is, again, if Ten Hag is there, I would say he, Fair could, he, might, he might have yeah. a chance. I mean, that's just a logical thing. I'm not saying he's going to succeed. But maybe yeah, he is, he'll, he'll at least get games. If Ten Hag is playing is, is a manager, at least he will get games to show his work. But without that, he's not even going to get a chance. He's going to be man the bench, man the bench again. So yeah, I mean that's you know one other player. Yeah, there's so much money that's wasted, isn't it? So much money uh, that's just gone down the day. One point four billion or something that they put in, and so all just talking about it here. We literally, I think probably if you do the count, Harry Maguire is eighty, 
but Van Bissaka is 50. We've got Shaw for 30. Um, Teles for about 15. So that's how much we've Pogba. got. Pogba is about 90. So that's 200 million and then another 250. And then you're probably looking at about 280, 295. So we almost got to 300 million that we just said, get rid of. The stats are saying 300 million just, just to get rid of like that. Um, you know, and then you've also got, uh, you also talked about Dalo. You don't want to see Dalo. That's another 15 million. Yeah, uh, Fred is another 50 million. Uh, there we go. Fred's another 50 million that, you know, that we're saying. Is Martial going to say, he's probably, he says he wants to go. He says he doesn't want to stay United. So he actually came out of interviews. So that's another 40 million or whatever they paid for him. So that's another 400 million that we just said 400 million, just like that. And, you know, and we're not even, you know, and we're not even talking about other players. We're just talking about these that we desperately want to see on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, it's a waste. So. It's a mess. It's a waste. And, you know, uh, June can't get here any sooner. That's all I can say, uh, you know, no, outside of May. the... Well, not June, but May, because our season will be over in May. Not, we, won't have, we won't have any finals. Look forward to some May. I hope, yeah. yeah um, maybe you know. maybe they'll try and surprise us in these next few weeks with who they're going to, you know, who they're going to sign as, uh, who's yeah. going to be the next manager. I feel like that's what's going to happen because we don't have football for three weeks, right? Oh, no, and, they'll, they'll uh, probably have, like, the winning team. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's so, the winning team. And, and they got, but they, they might have another sponsor lined up, actually. <laughs> they might have another noodle sponsor or a water bottle sponsor or something that is probably lined up, you know, to, to come through. Yeah. Um, That's going to, but, yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Can, can, uh, I, can I ask you one question, though, before, sure, yeah. before you go on to this? Who do you want to see as, like, the coach for the team next year? And My first choice would be um Eric Ten Hag. But you know what? Somebody mentioned Christoph Gaultier, who actually took Lille to the title last season, and he's doing pretty well with Nice this year. So I think that'd be a nice, uh, what do you call it, um, left field appointment. Um, I have, mm-hmm. I'm going to confess, I've not seen him in action. I've not seen Lille play a lot. I've not seen mm-hmm. Nice play a lot, so I'm not going to pretend that I've seen them. But as any manager who can win Liga in uh, without PSG, outside of PSG, I think they have to have something about them. So you know, I would like to see maybe Christoph Gaultier. They're not going to look for him. But that might be a good left-in appointment. I also like Ruben Amorim, again, from Sporting Lisbon. Again, another manager who's done well. Again, winning the title with someone that's not Benfica or Porto. That's a big achievement. So, again, another sort of left-field appointment would be nice. Um, you know, But if it's Pochettino or Rannick, I would give it Rannick. That's what I would do. I just tell you, know, Rannick, please stay another season. I don't want to see Pochettino. I really don't. Because I fear for him. Because honestly, um, when you think about it, Ryan, if he's, he's going to lose games in September, because that's what's going to happen. And everybody's going to turn on him. And he's going to be in a worse situation. If you thought PSG was bad, um, you know, this is going to be worse. United will be worse because the, the, the spotlight, the pressure is just too much. And it's every yeah, year. I, at least for PSG, it's only in the Champions League. Uh, with the United, it's, it's Premier League, it's FA Cup, League Cup, everything. I think Poch, for his, for his own sanctity, should take a pause on, you know, the next managing. I mean, if Man United is offered to you, you know, you take it, of course, because that's, it's in front of you. But if if not, I, I, I could, you know, being fired back to back, saying that as if we 100% know he's going to get, we do know, we feel that he's going to get fired from PSG. Um, but it's just, it's just, you know, that's not a good resume. That's not a good resume to have. Um, you know, you, you played at those coach, he needs, he needs redemption in the same way Tuchel got redemption from Chelsea. Uh, he needs to be seeking an opportunity like that. And you're almost destined to fail in the beginning for whoever comes into Manchester United in the next season. So you you might as well find someone who's known for projects, who's known for building a project. And I'm not saying uh, Pochettino is not um, a project guy. He had a, he had Southampton and Tottenham to, to an extent where it's a project. And he got, 
maybe as far as to a Champions League final um, with Tottenham, but he's not won anything substantial. Um, you know, I, you know, I, you were naming a lot of left, left, like left far field. off candidates, left field candidates, and I agree. I think one not that I would throw, they might be left wing, but they're not left wing. Left but... field, yeah, left field. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, it seems like <laughs> no, anybody we get, it seems like anybody we sign, we put them on the left wing. Uh, no, I think, uh, well, I meant more like Graham Potter, oh, I got you. They might, I was gonna, yeah, no, we're not, we're not, we're not worried about their political affiliations at this point. Yeah, yeah, this is strictly football. I, the, the one coach I would throw in there is Graham Potter. I think he's done. <laughs> Uh, I, I like him as a coach. I think what he's done at uh, Brighton is, is uh, especially in their style of play, is, is, is phenomenal. And the players that they have, like uh, Bisumu and Blanty, those are players that can go into any of the top teams, especially Man United. We, we should be looking at some of those players to come play for us as well. But I think he, you know, that, that team in particular and him, what he's done, he's, he, you know, he's being some of the top guys and, and shown that um, you know, style of play is is a is a thing that he can can display. So, um, but anyhow, we'll see we'll see who comes, and we'll be doing a review. I'm sure when 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 that person does get signed. At we'll some do a reaction, yeah, we'll do a reaction for when that person signs. Um, which we'll probably yeah. know. Um, we might get to know sooner than May. Actually, they might decide that they want to announce it beforehand. Um, I mean, for Ajax, the season is more or less over. They're pretty much very far ahead in the league. They're out of the um the Champions League. So at this point, I think they might very well start negotiations there. So maybe there's something comes quicker. I just fear for Graham Potter. I just fear it might be another Moyes situation. That's my only concern. I'm not saying he's Moyes, but I just fear that, um, you know, it's not, you know, you get a few, the problem is the same thing. You lose a few games, everybody jumps on your back. Every United, that's what happens. Yeah. If they're going to sign Potter, they need to make sure that this is the guy they're going to back for at least a year, two years, but they're going to give him the players that he wants, the money that he wants, and to work the kind of way that he wants. I just, I just, I just don't feel that with someone like Potter, they will sign him just so that they can save money. It's like, oh, there we go, you've got Potter there, you know. Now we'll get, you know, get us a top for years, uh, fifty million, make, make whatever. You right. Want. I, I, I just think he's a brilliant mind, and it shouldn't be ignored. And I agree with, I see where you, your, your, your statement, where you're coming from with that, that point. But I just think he has a brilliant mind in football that shouldn't be overlooked. I just, yeah, I, you know, I just feel like it's, a, it's all about star signings, and the manager is going to be a star signing. The manager is going to yeah. be a star signing. And that's Pochettino because that's like, oh, there you go. We got Pochettino. That's, that's the thing, right? That's the star manager that they need. So anyway, uh, but anyway, this has been quite a long episode. We actually didn't think it would go that long. We kind of went into all kind of tangents and we talked about everything. Uh, so, this is therapy. This is also a therapy it's session. Like the, it's like, yeah, one like... hour free therapy session, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. How does that make you feel? Right? So, oh, see, you know? uh, how does it make you feel? It makes you feel bad. Anyway, if you enjoyed that show, let us know um, what you thought of, of it as well. I'm in the comment section. Tell us, you know, did you... Do you agree with some of the things that we said? Do you think we're being too harsh? Do you think we're being too soft on players as well? You know, you can let us know what you think. Uh, if you did enjoy the show, please do share, a like, and subscribe to the channel. Again, uh, we always appreciate your support. Uh, you know, Farhan, he, he only comes on this channel and the shows when he knows that you give him likes. So, you know, that, that's why you yes. Yeah. I only, I, I'm like Cristiano Ronaldo. I only come for guaranteed goals, except for this. I only come for guaranteed trophies. You know? Guaranteed likes, guaranteed shares. That's only that's the only time when Farhan shows up. So, so do like and yeah. do share it. Um, you know, if you if you enjoyed it, uh, and you know, tell us what you thought. Uh, and uh, have a good day or night, whatever time you're watching this. We'll be back again uh, very very soon. Like I said, we might have some more uh, content lined up for this week as well. So please stay tuned to the channel. Uh, until then, Farhan, thank you so much for joining on the show. 
Always appreciate your insights. Always appreciate your analysis. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back again soon. You know what? I don't want to have you back for a Liverpool title mention. That's what I don't want to have you back for. Oh my God, we did that last time. Oh my God. I hope we don't have to do that. Really, I hope that would be, be a terrible, terrible season if we had to do that. Um, not that not that we don't want to have you back for the show, but I just don't want to do a Liverpool title reaction show. That's what I don't want to do. But we might, the way things are going, we might have to do that. I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.